Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to another episode of Seven Foot Heart. Today we have on the phone the owner and the assistant coach of the Dallas Heat, Mason Brawley, official partners of Texas Legends. It's a pro organization in Texas. He played JUCO, played semi-pro on uh, a team down in the south Tex- of east of Texas, and was at the Rockets NBA uh, summer training camp. Now we have Coach on the phone. Coach, welcome on, man. Hey, thank you for having me, Sean. Awesome, awesome, man. It's always good to hear uh, good people on, on, man. I'm happy you came on today. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. <laughs> cool, cool. So, Coach, how does it feel to be the owner you know, I know it's a minor league team. It's it's right below. You're you're, you're affiliated with the G League uh, Texas Legends. But how does it feel to be the owner of the Dallas Heat, man? Uh, it's again, it's a blessing to be be a owner of the team uh, on any level. Um, it's a lot of work, but at the same time, you know, it, it all you know comes full circle. It has its benefits. Uh, you know, you get to basically be you know. You know, for lack of better words, you know, a father figure to, you know, grow men and basically reach teach them the game, you know, so that they can, you know, achieve their goals. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Coach, how, how did how did you become the owner? How did that happen? Yeah, so uh, when, when I met an agent uh, back in 2012 uh, after my stint um, at Navarro um, and LCU as well, um, I, you know, was going to the Rockets training camp, um, got messed over there, um, gave up basketball, you know, oddly enough after that, and moved to Dallas, and um, that same agent, you know, uh, told me that I should start a team, semi-pro team, um, it's a pretty uh, hot market up, in, you know, in the area, um, didn't know too much about it, ended up doing my research, started a team, started out with like two people on my team, they one was from Grand Prairie and one was from Austin. So uh, that was kind of like a disappointing start, but uh, just stayed persistent with it. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. Uh, started meeting people, doing things the right way, trying to help guys that, you know, I felt were in the similar positions. I mean, I feel like we all know somebody that um, is really good and, you know, just kind of has those questions like, man, I wonder why they're not playing anywhere. And, you know, for more reasons than not, there's, you know, self-demise, and then there's also, you know, some, you know, things that are beyond our control that they probably didn't even have any, you know, clue of, you know, like Definitely. how I did with my agent, so that, that's pretty much, you know, where things, you know, came full circle and we went that way. Sweet. Hey, Coach, you got you got any uh, room for me on the roster? I'm 32. I still got it a little bit. Hey, hey, I mean, <laughs> as long as you can shoot the ball, play defense, it's always <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so coach, you know, so you're the assistant coach of the Dallas Heat. You know, how was that being the assistant coach? Yeah, so um, I have a great uh, head coach named Stan Blackman. Um, he's actually a junior. His, uh, him and his dad, they're very known in the Dallas area. They actually, um, you know, are familiar with the, the old Bud, uh, Bud Light uh, program that they have here. They have, you know, Moses Malone and a bunch of other NBA legends that, you know, used to come through the area. Yep. And uh, he played overseas for 10 years. So uh, just learning, you know, another part of the game um, from a different point of view. Definitely. Um, and also going, you know, playing good cop, bad cop, you know, plays this role just depending on, you know, the day, you know, who's the good cop, who's the bad cop. <laughs> <Yep>. And uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's a different experience uh, for sure. Definitely. 
Definitely. That's awesome. So like, what do you think the difference is between being, you know, an assistant coach to now as the owner at the same time? Like, how does that, how does the difference, you know, how does that work with you? You know, how do you balance that? Um, so I, I think it's more so, you know, responsibilities are obviously different. Um, I can, you know, sit back when I need to and handle, uh, you know, game day operations, those type of things, you know, at our level, um, while he's able to, you know, obviously leave the team during game days. Yep. Um, and then I'm able to make, you know, still head coaches, uh, head coaches decisions. Um, even though I'm an assistant coach because I'm the owner as well. Um, but basically, you know, it's just nice to have, again, that, that second voice, second opinion, um, that also acts as a, a first opinion, you know, when need be because it's such a trusted, uh, person that you have on staff to where it, it alleviates that, um, that, uh, that second guess nature that you may have. And then also on the players, the players respect, you know, the head coach, the assistant coach. So. It's one and the same. That's cool. That's cool. So, you know, talking to the players, you know, how do you how do you recruit these guys? You know, where do you get these guys from? Yeah, um, first we started off, like, uh, it was just social media from, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and then now, like, I, I post, you know, things, you know, about trials or opening. Um, but most of, most of the guys, they come from word of mouth. Um, they seek us now. Like, we're pretty much like a global brand now. We've played in Spain. Uh, we were supposed to go play in uh, Greece this year, but you know, COVID nineteen happened, so that didn't work out. Yeah, but yeah. Um, we we we've been to El Salvador, uh, Spain, as I mentioned. Um, we played, you know, crazy amount of games we've had. We played Beijing Ducks uh, out of the CBA, um, nice. and we've played uh, Yonsei um, University, which is uh, basically the KBLs. Uh, you know, minor league team uh, on the college level. So, you Sweet. know, we're pretty well known. And so guys are trying to get that opportunity. Awesome. That's great, man. That's great. So, Coach, um, you know, do you send a lot of guys to the G League or the NBA? Because I know, you know, Mark Cuban's the owner of the Legends and the Mavericks. You know, do a lot of those guys chip into that G League or the NBA? Or have you have any, anything in experience or players that, that, that made that jump? Yeah, so um, I'm grateful to have that affiliation with the legends um you know we're partners of them um so in the summertime i pretty much you know uh help you know with uh tryouts as well as you know some you know exhibition games that they put on like with the Beijing ducks um and other you know in-house things that they have going on um but we we've been able to have uh jordan tolbert um who played at smu um, and also Texas Tech uh, gets selected by the Legends. Uh, he played with us uh, during the Beijing games with their with the Legends personnel there. Um, he did great. He was a you know power forward center. Um, and right before the first game of the season, he ended up getting a contract to play uh, in the ABL. Um, Sweet. And I mean, it, it was just a, a better opportunity for him That's at the awesome. time. Um, so that's perfect. And then right now we have a draft pick. Uh, his name's Curtis Hollis. He's 21 years old. Um, if you're familiar with the JBL, uh, with Melo Ball, them two were like peas in the pod. Awesome. Um, and Kurt, Curtis is 6'7 and, and plays the one through the three. So wow. he, he's got a high upside. That's great. That's great. So you would say, you know, since you opened your organization and started this um, 
this team. How many guys you think have made it to the G League and the NBA total, you think? Uh, yeah, so from, from our team, um, it's been a total of two. Um, but overseas, overall, uh, we've placed uh, 21 guys uh, nice. to date um, in the last uh, two and a half years. Great. That's great, man. What a great experience and what a great uh, thing you're doing for these young men. I appreciate it. That's awesome, man. So, you know, when you're picking your coaching staff, you know, I know you picked the assistant coach. I know you picked yourself, but <laughs> when you <laughs> put a nice, what a nice feeling. You don't have to even say nothing. You say, excuse me. But, um, you know, how, how does it feel? And, and what are you looking for when you're hiring an assistant coach and a coaching staff, you know, a head coach and then, you know. Yeah, um, pretty much somebody that understands, you know, the level of basketball that's being played um, and also what it takes to um, get to the next level. Um, not necessarily somebody who's experienced the next level, but uh, pretty much somebody that knows the game, studies the game, and is actually um, have some kind of competence as far as, um, hey, you know, I know this is how you should take this screen versus this is how you should you know, take this screen from another player. Like, being able to game plan and able to help these young men grow into, you know, better men, you know, on and off the court, um, whether it's, you know, female or male, because um, we've had uh, female, you know, counterparts that um, did help out with the organization at one point. Sweet. Um, and so, I mean, it, it's all about it's all about how you approach the game. Um on and off the court with us that, that's a really big thing and we pretty much you know let, let the, the ball roll where it may after that that's awesome so coach in your arena you know how many fans do you get typically for, for uh, home game days yeah so we have we're, we're unique so we have two spots so um, we do basically like eight home games uh, like it's a JV varsity field for the legends yep. um, so they play usually at like 737 um, and our games will be at a 1, 1.30 tip-off. And uh, for our games that are there, um, we've seen as much as 400. Nice. Um, and, I mean, that's that's a huge crowd, you know, yeah. for, you know, minor league. Uh, but it doesn't look like a lot because it's in like a, a 5,000, you know, capacity yeah, yeah, arena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can definitely feel the environment, yeah. you know, being there in person. Um, and then we also play at uh, what's called the Epic. It's a, it's a recreation center, but it's like a mini stadium. Uh, it also has a water park. Um, and, you know, the city of Grand Prairie has blessed us with, you know, basically essentially, you know, welcoming us as the first ever pro team, you know, to play in the city. Um, and it, it's, a, it's amazing. Uh, we fit probably, it, it seats about 353 people. Um, but we, on average, have about somewhere around 470 to about nice. 500 people, just depending on the night. Nice. Yeah, you know, so after this podcast, Coach, you're going to have about 1,000 to 3,000 now at your game, so be ready. Hey, hey <laughs> we would love it to have that park <laughs> Sweet. Hey, man, you know, uh, what you're doing is amazing. You know, I wish you the best of luck in the future. Um, good luck to your guys, and I hope this whole thing, when this thing ends, you're back to, to going and um, – you know, I thank you for your time. I appreciate coming on the call, and, and good luck to the Dallas Heat, man. Uh, thank you, Sean. I appreciate you uh, having us on. And uh, for anybody out there that's, you know, listening, you know, please take the, the chance to, you know, follow us on social media at the Dallas Heat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, thank you guys for having us. 
Awesome. Dallas Heat, we're showing Dallas love today, baby. Hey, thanks again, man. (laughs) Take care. All right, you too. Thanks. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. Monday, we're back on the ear. Seven Foot Heart on Spotify. Channel in. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.